it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Big thanks to Derek of Baker Six Clan and our featured patrons, Motorima, Bloody Cool, JR and Juju, Boo Boo underscore one, Kitty Catch, Finlay and his drudge. Happy birthday to Finlay, by the way. Finlay, I'm not sure how old Finlay is, but I saw him with his his little uh, doggy birthday cake. It was really cool. Seabeck Tribe. Curious KDB, Gene Hunter, Fam Gustafson, and our new patrons, Alibaba, 40 Thieves, Geocacher Ken, and Meg the Pirate. All right. Well, let's get started. Let's jump right into show. It's actually show 477, if you count everything together now, which, which we're kind of doing. So this is our 477th show. That jumped us up a few numbers. That's good. That's it, good, but that's all of them. That's that's including puzzle talk and you know gadget talk and challenge talk and everything and uh, geocaching with kids. So 477. Does it include Brian. geocaching with kids? Because that's audio only. It is audio only, but it's a show still. But how how are we going to do that going forward? That one doesn't show up on YouTube, does it? No, but it shows up on um, our, our, it's on our grouping of shows. So our, our it's available. Shows. Yeah, it's, a, it's in our whole, of shows. whole repertoire of shows. Yeah, there it's you in go. a giant, giant bag of shows. I'll, uh, um, I'll just have to trust you on the numbers then. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm taking it from the, um, uh, how many times we upload audio to the, to the website. So. Ah, okay. There you go. That's yeah, close enough. So, because, you know, we have a lot of audio listeners. Thank you, audio listeners that are out there. Uh, so, it's our 477th show as we welcome Brian Klinger to, uh, aka K Blast, to the show tonight. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. We're so glad you're here as well. It's going to be uh, a fun night. A lot of cool stuff we're going to cover. And uh, before we do that, though, we do have a little bit of news we want to get to. So 
Let me start with that. Um, I am producing as well. So if we have trouble, you can't blame Derek because Derek's not here tonight to help us. Hey, that's the best time to blame Derek. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. What are you talking about? He's not here to defend himself. More. So let's start with some news. <laughs> Push the button and nothing happened. So that was. I blame it on Derek. I blame it on Derek. All right. Uh, a couple quick notes. Uh, we've got uh, the leaderboard challenge still going. Going to end soon, but we do have uh, the reach the peak is still going. And uh, this month we talked about the. They talked about this Tuesday on, on um, Gadget Talk, but it's. Uh, Aconcagua. Close. Of course. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. Aconcagua. Somebody will somebody will fix fix it in the uh in the in the chat room. So somebody will blast uh, us, I'm sure, because they'll be all mad, <laughs> you know. Jinxer, there it is. I was I was a what's funny is I was about to say Jinxer will fix it, and I looked down in the chat room and she did fix it. Aconcagua. Thank you. There you go. See, I knew she'd fix it for us, but isn't that funny? I knew she fixed it on Tuesday also. So, all right, there you go. She did uh, that fast too. How did she do that so fast? She, she was ready. <laughs> she yeah. knew I was going to screw that She knew up. we were going to butcher she, it and she was just ready waiting she, to, to get us. Absolutely. Uh, the other note, I want to mention is that the the pre-event coins are still available. I've got a whole bag of them, so please buy them and get them out of my house, please. Also, it helps pay for the for the for Cash Fest, so we're helping Cash Fest out. But there's the coins. There they are. I think everybody, most people, bought. If you want to buy some more, I still have them. You're allowed to buy them more than one time, so. You don't have them in the fancy box that I've heard rumors about. Now, the crate is also available. So, the the crate is out there also on the website. Uh, The the crate, people are loving. So, a lot of people are buying the coins and also buying a crate. If nothing else, we're going to have some of the coolest swag out there, so. Absolutely. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be, uh. That'd be fun. We're doing a lot of Cash Fest planning, so just know that the the Cash Fest team is hard at work on all aspects of. Uh, and there's, you know, a lot going on. We're I'm going to be in uh, Memphis on the 27th weekend. Going to be working with um, uh. Derek and hopefully Ryan will make the trip. Ryan's working on it. Uh, He's in the chat room right now as well. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, Ryan's been helping us ship him. He's got five of them going out tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. That really Sadly, helped. So he, even though I'm from there, I'm not going to be able to go there probably until the event. That's what's the event. And I, I was grown up there, so you are busy. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it, it is. Okay. It is what it is. Yeah. A lot of good planning going on. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not going to spill any beans on that. Uh, not tonight. But not tonight. 
but we got some great stuff in the works, so that'll be coming soon. All right. Got a lot to cover tonight. Got a lot to talk about. So, Brian, this is a fascinating thing, too. So let's start. Actually, let's start with where you are and why you are where you are. <laughs> I am in a hotel room here in uh, central Ohio. I, I live right. in the Columbus area. And uh, I have a bunch of geocaching friends who love solving puzzles. We're all like puzzle fans. And we, in the process of solving puzzles and doing some of these puzzles, we found out about this thing called puzzle hunting that is nothing to do with geocaching, but uh, <laughs> you solve, you go to websites, solve puzzles, and you know one puzzle leads to another. You can put a whole bunch of puzzles together to get the meta puzzle and solve the meta puzzle. And, and there's competitions all over the place. They used to do them. You know, we, we went to one in Pittsburgh. They were all over the place. And now a lot of them have gone virtual. Well, this weekend happens to be kind of the Super Bowl of meta puzzles. It is uh, the MIT. Uh, they put out a puzzle hunt that literally is three days long. And has groups uh, of puzzlers. Some of the groups are over 100 people in the group. Um, So me and my seven friends are all in this hotel room, furiously working on these puzzles and uh, trying to see how well we can do this. People that are done, we're like, you know, a fifth of the way. We've done like a little small little section of it. Uh, But we're having a great time putting these together, having all those aha moments when you solve a puzzle and you get like 50 of those in, in a, a weekend like this. Yeah, that, that is awesome. And even though it's not geocaching, it, it was tied to geocaching, which I know you don't want to give any spoilers or whatever way, but we talked about that before the show. But one of the things that we also talked about was something a lot of us miss, which is you're getting together with friends to do it. And if people right. for a long time, they weren't getting together, which rightly so, they weren't getting together and now people are slowly starting to get together again. And that's one of, and, and Gary and I talk about this all the time, but that's one of the best things about geocaching is you get to get together with friends and, and you know, oh, yeah. go act like a nerd with friends. So it's fun. And I've done some of these puzzles by myself and it's not, you're right. It's not nearly as much fun as when you can get together with your buddies. Uh, you know, one person comes up with an idea. Another person says, Hey, what about this? And you all just kind of work it out together. And that, that is the fun part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of this past year when we were uh, we had a little group in uh, Rome, Georgia, doing the going caching. Even though people went like we were lucky it was in our hotel, but we stayed up for hours in the lobby, and there was other groups there too that were doing their own, you know, puzzle solving. But we had our we had a group there, and we just kind of we're just cranking out all those solves that we needed to make. Mm. And it was just fun all together, sitting in the lobby, you know, drinking coffee and, and staying up till wee hours, trying to get through all uh, as far as we could in, in getting all this. So that was a, that's a memorable time, you know, and my son was there and he was really, he's really good at working on some of those puzzles as well. And we kind of would split the puzzles up in different groups. It's like, you work on this puzzle and I'll we'll work on this part. We, you know, we'll get together and, and kind of work through them. It was just a, like you said, it's a great time together to do those. Well, and I, didn't, I didn't tell you guys about this, but I'm, I also help out um, with the MOGA. Uh, I right. work in the MOGA and my job is to build the big puzzle that people can work on till all hours of the night. 
nice. uh, piecing it all together. That I get a lot of my ideas from these puzzle weekends. Uh, right. I get some ideas and put it all together and uh, get to do some pretty cool stuff. I don't, were you aware of what happened at the MOGA this year? I, I am. Maybe I'm not. I, I I know that the is this have to do with the with the bridge? Yes. I know that they have, yeah. Okay. That was that was my my big moment. I, I was really really excited that I could pull that off. Um, that is awesome. It, it, it was it was basically I always when people ask me what I do, I said I build escape rooms for entire cities. Right. Um, so you you go around the whole city, you put all these pieces together, and then at the end, and I was so pumped when uh, I was talking to one of the commissioners at the city, and they're like. Well, we have a bridge that does lights. I'm like, you're going to let me commandeer a bridge with lights? Right. This is amazing. And, this uh, is so awesome. That was, that was great. one of those things with being able to put it all together and make it all point at this bridge at the very end of the puzzle. So Yes. That is awesome. It's yeah. amazing what cities and stuff, they'll, they'll buy into stuff. They realize people are coming to have fun in town. They'll they'll do a lot of things. You know, we've, we've seen – I've never seen the bridge thing before. That's pretty awesome. But yeah. I've been to events in like towns where they'll on their welcome sign. It says welcome geocachers and, you know, things like that. And you're like, you love when you see something like that because you, you still have to sneak around. Right. Cause there's still muggles in the town, but the, the town officially knows you're there and you feel like a VIP when you, when you show up and do stuff like that. Yeah. It was really cool. That's perfect. Uh, all right. So, I want to need to show a picture and you're going to, this is show and tell you're going to have to uh, give the context or sort of a uh, show the picture and you're going to have to give the context around what this photo, what this photo is about. So here we go. There's the photo. Yep. What so. in the world is going on, Brian? That is me. Giving the big peace sign, that is one of the most exciting things I have ever done in my entire life. Uh, last year, I found out about this group. It was called the Marching Band Directors Marching Band. Uh, band Directors Marching Band. And uh, all band directors, 270, because I'm, I'm a band director, if you didn't figure that out from that. Uh, 270 band directors from all 50 states and Mexico all came together uh, a few days before the Rose Bowl parade to meet and play together for the very first time. We had to memorize four songs, put it all together, and then we marched in the Rose Bowl parade. Woohoo! So that awesome. was me in the Rose Bowl parade. We did this whole thing. Uh, if you saw the yep. band director, it was a, we did a bunch of firsts ever. It was the first group of band directors from all 50 states. It's the first time that there has ever been a float and marching band entry. It's either a marching band or a float. We were a float marching band. And what we did was we were marching around that corner where they do the TV and they had us split up and the, and the float went through the band, um, yeah. which is incredibly dangerous. And we spent a lot of time practicing to make sure no one got run over. Um, Cause that's kind of important to not have that happen. Kind and, of important. Uh, <laughs> that could be another first, though. You know, exactly. being run over by a float, that probably hasn't happened. So the, the float gets all the way through, and then we close up back up. And so the float is in front of us from that point for the next five and a half miles of marching that we did. 
And uh, after the first mile, they say, all right, all the TV cameras are off. You can do whatever you want. And that's where that picture came from with me <laughs> giving, the, the, giving the peace sign. And I was high-fiving people along the parade <laughs> route. I was just – I just screamed at one point, I can't believe I'm in the freaking Rose Bowl parade. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the Rose parade here. Take a look. Yeah, that's okay. It that's was awesome. so, so cool. And actually, we're talking about people getting run over. They have um, people who are working the Rose Parade, and one of them was on a little scooter, and he <laughs> turned, passed out. Something happened. He drove into one of our sousaphone players. No way. Oh, my God. It, this is, I'm sitting here right behind it. I watched this domino effect of band directors just falling to the side of me. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not over there, but I'm sitting here. The first thing in my mind is I want to go help, but then they're yelling at us. You can't all help, even though you're all band directors. And he literally uh, passed out on the scooter, and they had to rush him to the hospital. They had to rush the sousaphone player to the hospital. The sousaphone was all dented in. It was absolutely oh insane watching this thing happen. So we avoided the float, but then uh, one of their workers hit us instead. Full contact marching band. That's exactly. <laughs> Here's a quick shot I took of the uh... – of the uh of you guys out there playing let me fast forward a little bit here that's your, that's the float right yep there they I'm glad are. you didn't get hurt but it would have been kind of cool if it like just just ran through everybody that would have been kind of funny i'm sorry <laughs> it would have i'm not gonna lie there you are doing the doing 76 trombones, which is funny. You probably had 76 trombones. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome stuff, man. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I taped it and I went back and I uh, I was like I know Brian's in here I don't know where he is exactly but I'm gonna tape it I sent I sent you that because obviously you got but that's just really cool I mean we watch it every year maybe not necessarily always live but we, we'll tape it and the wife and I will we'll go back I'm always fascinated by the way they make them maybe it's the technical part of me or whatever but the fact that it's hard to you know they got to use plants and. You know, they can't use other material. You know, they've got to use all these natural materials. And it's kind of, yep. it's cool to see to me how they think outside the box and make use of things that you normally wouldn't think of because they, you know, again, they're thinking through and making use of things. Well, um, like they, they told us that if, if you ever wondered, the black on those band director pants, on the marching band members' pants, was seaweed. I'm like, who would have thought to use seaweed to make black? You're, black. you're exactly right. It's a really cool concept the way they pull that. Yeah, out. they think through all these things, or they have to solve a lot of problems. So it's a, it's a, like a puzzle solving. You got to solve yes. a puzzle, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into some different epic caches tonight. We're gonna call them you know, memorable caches. Uh, before we get started on some of the the main themed ones tonight. One of the things we were talking about before the show was a cache that that uh, that Jesse did, and I remember when he did this, mm -hmm. he told me about it. But you guys talk a little bit about 
Um, it's an audio cache of some type, right, Jesse? It is. There's. Um, it was June. It's, I think I looked Brian's it up. I think it was June of 2018 when I did it. Okay. Um, and it's a uh, virtual, of course. The owners here with us, but um, it was. I, I don't remember how many stages there were to it. I know it was around the park, and you had the text information in, and it would text you back. Back. Uh, and I thought that was the coolest concept for. It. And I'm I'm trying to talk about it without giving anything away. I know it's been out there for quite a while now. But, <laughs> no, um, it, it, that that's actually in the description. Is you are okay. supposed to text. FIP. I use the name FIP, P-H-I-P, um, for various technical reasons because I'm a bit of a computer nerd. But anyway, right. you text him and you text him the answers to one of the stages of the virtual. And then he responds and says, great, you got the answer. Here's where your next stage is. And, and he kind of walks you through the virtual until the end. And then the final one of the parts that I really like is instead of having to email the owner, um, I automatically get emailed as the owner when you complete the final stage. So mm -hmm. it just says, "Hey, you you entered the right answer. You already you could go ahead and log your find online." That's awesome. I was uh, actually up there in Ohio visiting family, and um, the family I was visiting was my brother and uh, his young son, who obviously is a couple years older now. But uh, this was about three years ago. I went and did it. Um, I, he walked around with us doing it, and I remember thinking. It was one of his first, I mean, he had done maybe a dozen before that or whatever, and he was little. I remember thinking, like, should I tell him they're not all like this or just <laughs> let him figure it out later when his dad takes him, you know, to figure it out? Because we found a couple different ones, like, in the woods and stuff like that, but that was just, like, in a park that was real close to their house at the time. And uh, I remember thinking, like, yeah, they're not all this intricate and also thinking, like, how long awesome. did it take to set that thing up? It was uh, a few months of me figuring out how the API works for the text messaging process. Now that I've got that all figured out and got all the pieces together, I can throw one of those together actually pretty quickly, but the, just getting it all set up in the first place was, was a few months process. Me going back and forth with the people who it's Twilio. If anyone's ever interested in trying to build something like that, it's T W I L I O is the name of the company that I use. And uh, so, yeah, I, I figuring all that out was hard. And then, <clears throat> Once I got it working with the language that I know, which happens to be PHP, um, which is why the name of the guy is FIP, um, right. I, I, I code in PHP. And so once I got all that figured out, that was really easy because that's like a second language to me. Now, uh, is, gross, that, uh, is there an ongoing fee for that one? Do you have to pay money to get that done? Uh, it's like a half of uh, a tenth of a cent or something per text message. So it's... I do. I, I pay for it, but if people enjoy it, <coughs> as long as they're not sitting there spamming and texting over and over, I, I haven't had that happen yet. So I, I feel like I, 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 I love, I'm all right with paying that little bit out. It's, it's ended up being when we had the uh, giga stock that oh, didn't yep. happen. Uh, there were a lot of people that came up and uh, pulled that off. I uh, came up to do it just because it was so rare to find a virtual with a five difficulty, five star mm -hmm. difficulty. And yeah. uh, so a lot of people came up and did it, and I I probably put out twenty bucks that week, but oh, that, that yeah, that's not bad at all for uh, the number of people that did it and the joy that people get. That's you know people yeah. put out yeah. that kind of money just putting together caches sometimes. So, did you have much trouble getting the reviewer to buy into it initially, or did it? No, actually, I sent the reviewer. 
I sent the reviewer exactly how to do it and what they had to do. And they were texting it back and forth. Like, this is really cool. <laughs> so uh, it worked out. It, that worked out great for that. I haven't come across another one like that anywhere uh, before or since then. So that's, it's still a pretty unique, and I'm, I'm sure people have copied it since then, but still pretty unique, I think. Well, and, and like you said, it costs money and it takes time to figure out how to do. So that's, if people figure it out, I'm, I'm thrilled. I love that other people would, would possibly do it. I, I thought it was fun building it and I would, I would have fun doing it if I went somewhere that had one like that. Have you had somebody call you to try to copy it yet? They've sent me messages periodically, and I just tell them exactly what I told you, Twilio. Um, and then I, I set it up. I'll help them as much as I can. I honestly don't remember a lot of this setup, and if it ever fell apart, I'd probably just have to archive it. <laughs> but, but Twilio is used by a lot of companies uh, as a, an automatic text responding uh, software or a, a programming. So I feel pretty safe with it. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, it's a unique cache, and that kind of leads into exactly what we're talking about tonight. So that was a perfect segue, except for that one just happens to be yours. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. GC for audio listeners, uh, GC seven uh, B as in bison, seven seven W as in like water. Is water what we use for that seven. one? Yeah, we do. Okay. GC <laughs> water. GC seven B. 77W, it's uh, Grove City Remembers. And uh, K Blast, he's got uh, got some good favorite points on it, too, man. So that's good. It, it uh, should. I mean, that's that's effort, right? That's not, you didn't just like take him to one sign and, and read something off of a sign. There's a lot of effort that went into putting that cash out. That's awesome. And to me, that's what an awesome cash is all about is seeing the effort that somebody put in. To make something different, to make something special, that's the kind of caches that I look for whenever I go somewhere, To uh, whenever I go to a new state, whenever I go to a new city. I'm looking for somebody that put out some effort, and I love those caches. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking about the aforementioned event that Jesse still thinks is fake news, which is okay. <laughs> uh, Can't prove it's is- not. Which was in Cincinnati, which was Gigastock. Something happened. And so I want to ask you about, we're going to start talking about this cash that um, one of our main topics tonight, Brian, and that is uh, a cash that you were, you found out about by a discussion that was at Gigastock. So take us back to that time. Do you remember? much about how that came about just finding out about this cash first i actually do i remember most of this um i was at the giga stock uh that didn't happen and i was wandering around to various vendors and talking to people and just shooting the breeze because people who know me know that i just like talking to people um i know that my friends if they're watching this are all laughing because they know that that's absolutely who i am and um (laughs) I'll, I'll talk to anybody, and I, I love talking about caches that are amazing, that are different, that are outside of the box, that are pretty right. special. And I've mentioned it to one of the vendors at Gigastock. Right. This was before the whole thing kicked off. And they said, oh, you have to do Pandora's box. And I said, what? They said, it's one of the best caches that I've ever done in my entire life. 
I guarantee it. And I've done all that she, she mentioned, you know, hundreds and hundreds of caches she'd done. And she said, you have to go to Pandora's box. And I went, all right, well, I mean, she's, she was very, very adamant. And that, I don't get that very often. People are like, yeah, there's some cool cash out there. But she was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. It's an experience. I can't even describe it to you. And I yeah. said, okay, well, that, that piqued that my seals interest. It. <laughs> so I went and looked it up and I found this thing in, in North Carolina. And uh, I started looking all over the page. This is, this is actually a, a hilarious story. Um, I'm looking all over the page trying to find anything about how this thing works. Um, and there's all kinds of pieces about, and I'll go ahead and get, get, get the started here. Um, yep. To even get into this cache, you have to get one of four keys. You have a North, West, East, and South key. Um, and you have to get it from somebody who did it prior to you. They're set up as um, track trackables and stuff that you can put into a cache, but most people just hang on yeah. to it because you know what happens to trackables uh, right. in caches. <laughs> so um, I was looking at this cache page, trying to figure out if there's any way to find out who has the key, how I could get one, what I could do to... Um... <laughs> that's a great... You're no longer my friend if you don't do it. That's funny. <laughs> that is, that's, that's fantastic because there's some Thanks, truth Jeff. there. <laughs> um, so trying to figure out what to do, and I'm looking all over, and I look into the hints... And there's yep. this weird hint at the bottom. And because I'm a puzzler, I look at things different than anybody else. And I put some things together and I I, I came up with a phone number. <laughs> I, like I, I rearranged things, came up with a phone number, saw this phone number, and I went, I'm going to call this number. I mean, it, right. it, the area code was for the area that this cache is in. Right. So I'm like, this has got to be something. So I called the number, and uh, they didn't answer. Okay. And it's, you know, getting late at night, I'd say 11 at night or so, and I get a phone call. And I'm like, who's calling me at 11 <laughs> at night? Right. And I answer the phone, and the guy on the other end says, I got a call from this number. Who are you, and why were you calling me? <laughs> I said, well, I was looking, and I, I thought that I just had a wrong number. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I don't want to say, well, I'm looking for a geocache because if it's some weirdo, I, I don't want to cause problems. And yeah, I'm looking for something about a Pandora. He's like, what about Pandora? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, there's this thing that I do. It's a like a scavenger hunt thing. It's like, and all of a sudden I, I must have hit the right combination and went. You're talking about Pandora's box. What do you want to know about? And so I knew that I was talking to somebody. Really, right. It was the cash owner. Right. The cash owner apparently um, encrypted his phone number and didn't think anybody would figure it out. Figure and it out. Uh, I went and figured it out. And he's like, well, you need to get on the cash page and sign That's up awesome. and tell people you're interested and then try to make this happen. And uh, wow. so I got on there and did all this. And uh, I get a call, a message from somebody, um, it was King Tut is the name of the cashier in the area. Okay, right. He says, I see you're interested in this. It's really hard to do, and you have to be in the area to do it. You're from Ohio. How are you going to do this? And um, I said, well, I'm just going to be in North Carolina. Is there another one you can recommend? Because I look for awesome caches, and he came up with another one by the same cash owner called Earth, Wind, Air, and Fire. Right. And so 
we decided I'm going to go meet this guy that I've never even heard of before who sends me a message on geocaching. I met him <laughs> in a, a park and uh, right. he found another buddy and we all, we all went and did this and it was a pretty amazing cache um, that we did. The, that one was also awesome with climbing bridges and uh, climbing cliffs and getting into some really crazy stuff. And after we did that, King Tut said, all right, I think you're worthy. I'm going to save it for you. And so uh, he actually has become one of my good caching friends. Every time I get a chance, I, I've driven down to Carolina and stayed with him. And um, he's talking about coming up here. He was going to, and then COVID hit. Um, yeah, we got all awesome, kinds of crazy plans that we want to do, but um, awesome dude. But so that's how I got word of this. And then I, so I had access to a key and there are three other keys. And then the trick was how do we get all of us, coordinated to show up at the same time and right. so that was a two-year process because somebody one of the people who had a key went off the grid and oh, i know contact him i was doing everything i could to get hold of it and that's me receiving the the key Here you are from king time the key we're showing it on the screen for he did not let me have it until the night before because he did not want me losing it <laughs> that's awesome that's incredible uh yeah in case people are wondering um as far as it's in the book not this version because you can't buy this version anymore but in the 501 geocaches in each state uh whatever it's called now that i called it anyway uh, yeah so earth wind and fire is number four yeah, That's number four on the list there, and Pandora's Box is number one. So you definitely found two of the more memorable ones in North Carolina. So incredible. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of how oh, really tonight kind of got started was I, I – I, 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 of course, I, I, you know, I've known Brian for, for some time now, but I noticed your log in this cache, and we'll get into – again, we – we have to be careful. We don't want to do any spoilers, but the information you're giving Brian is so great because this is really what we're all looking for are these memorable caches. So, well, and not only critical. that, I mean, this one is a, I think it's a 2008 cache. Um, if you were trying to set this up, so this is one of those grandfathered caches, you know, rules have changed like five times since then. You wouldn't be able to get away with this nowadays where, you know, you have to get in touch with some other cash cashier to previous cashier to get a key. So these are very good experiences because you'll never create a new one. Like, I mean, there's other versions, obviously, because cashers are creative, but you could not set this cash up today. They would not allow it by any means. So when you come across something like this, it's worth going to do while it still exists because things like this won't exist forever because they're, you know, they're hard to keep going or whatever, but. You shouldn't miss anytime you hear of one like this. You should never miss an opportunity to go do a cache like this because they're not making more caches like this, right? Well, and the cache owner was fantastic. I will just to give people um, some idea of what you're dealing with. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you need to know what you're walking into with eyes open. Um, right. You you get there, uh, you you meet a bunch of people you've never met before possibly. And then um, you're all working on this and you're walking. I, I don't know a better way to describe it through a swamp for uh, we probably took eight to nine hours 
through the swamp. So that um, just gives you a little taste of what we were dealing with, solving things in the swamp, searching things, doing um, crazy athletic things, um, all as this big group. And the cash owner is one of the coolest people. He goes through with you because I told you it took two years to even get us out there. He actually created an extra key for us just so and gave, gave and we he worked it out to get a fourth person. Um, he did all that. He, after he saw all the work that we put into trying to get all four of us together, how many times we tried and this fourth person never showed up. We find he, he worked it all out. He came along with us through this entire thing, this entire wow. day of caching. And Crazy. Yeah, there were a couple of, of the stages that were gone and he brought replacement stuff along with him to go up and fix it go while fix we were out there. And, uh, it, it, it was, we would have never been able to do it, obviously, without him there. And he is just, he cares so much about his geocaches that he creates. And he puts so much time and effort into it. He wanted to make sure stuff was right. And we got the experience that we we set out to do. And I, I love that. He's, he's a very conscientious, caring um, creator of geocaches. I, I think you've got a few... Uh... We'll call them friends, friends yeah. slash trolls in the chat room, but they all want you to talk about some kind of tree. So Trey <laughs> is in there. Oh, and, and so Kyle. <laughs> all <and> right, Ben. <laughs> yep those are those are all the guys downstairs that are supposed to be working on puzzles, but apparently <laughs> they're just, decided to do a hard time. Things. Tell them about the tree. So, so we get to talk about the tree. I can't We get to we get to one of the stages because it's not a huge thing. It's not a huge surprise to people. We get to one of the stages and um, the we're searching everywhere, high and low. And uh, you know, I I tend to look high because I think you know trees and right. putting uh, things up in trees. And he and he actually said this one was missing. So. He climbed up this little tree. This guy is, oh, okay, I'm just going to say it this way, way smaller than I am. <laughs> and uh, he climbs up this tree, you know, gets up there and puts the, the thing up in the tree and says, all right, it's up right. there. You can go get it. And so I said, all right, fine. I'm going to go ahead and go up and climb this tree. So I, I did. I started climbing up the tree. I did all my... I've climbed over 300 trees through different multis and things that I've done. There's a bunch of them in Ohio. Um, and so I, I, I have a few tree climbers myself, so I've climbed them multiple times. Um, so I know how to climb trees. I, so I, I went up, started climbing. I'm almost up to the container, and I start feeling the tree leaning back. Oh, no. No, no. Back. And no. I just kind of... Keep on going. <laughs> and I just put my feet down and I have a hold of the tree. I said, all right, somebody grab the container. It's right <laughs> and yeah, literally the tree snapped. Went once oh, it man. buckled that far. The right. tree snapped. I said, I don't know if that was uh I'm pretty <laughs> sure it wasn't my fault, but you know, maybe. Yeah, you know. That's it's tree's so fault. That, that's why they're that's why they're razzing me is uh <laughs> I broke a tree in the process of trying wow. to find the thing. So the owner was out there the whole time in the swamp with you too? 
Yes. He what? came out of meditation. And his waiters and everything. That that that's what I mean. He is super committed to putting out amazing experiences. He has another one, The Labyrinth. I don't know if that's in your book. Um uh, that's look. another fantastic one we went out to do. That was um underneath it might be underneath Durham where Duke is. Um, right. You're crawling around in the tunnels underneath Durham for miles, literally miles of crawling. Um, and uh, when I made that phone call that first time, he's like, have you ever done any caching down here in North Carolina? I said, yeah, I did Labyrinth. He said, you did not. <laughs> yeah, I did. I went and I started like describing some of the things that I did. And he's like, all right, maybe you did. <laughs> and I told him what my name was and he could go find my, my log and see where we all got together and went out and did that. And uh, that's another fantastic one. The labyrinth. I think it's definitely top 20. It's not in the top 10, but I think it's top 20. I'm, it should um, be. It's another, it should be, yeah. one. another great cash. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll just say real fast. It's some of these, it's, it can be kind of hard to get into the top, top 10. Unfortunately, again, it's subjective. Um, you know, we're looking at favorite points. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. So, and you know that, you know, I, I know that this isn't the determiner and it, obviously that's not what gets it in your book or makes it more popular or whatever. But to me, right. I've only been on very few caches where the owner was like so proud of the cash and so invested in it. That they would come out and do the cash with you. You know, like when you yeah. go one of those rare caches and out here, it's typically like a hike, you know, they'll go and hike with you or whatever. It'd be a mountain cache, but, you know, it, it, but anytime we, and we get to, of course, we're lucky enough, we get to talk to everybody, get to do all the weird caches around the world. But um, I, I'm always amazed when you have, that's a different level of commitment from an owner and from right. somebody that's willing to put in that effort and the cash, you know, and it, it kind of makes you think sometimes like if every person was only allowed to put out one cash each. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, there's 2 million cashers out there, right? Or 5 million or whatever. It's, they gain 5 million a year. That's still a ton of cash that you'll never find all of them. But imagine how good the cash would be if you're only allowed to put out one cash. Right. Like or it, one, it would maybe be one per a, year. You know, Acropolis right. or, or Labyrinth or one of these type caches. Exactly. You'd be like, that's it. You've done my cash. You've done my whole collection now. So exactly. imagine that for, you know, they tried it one year. They, you know, I don't know if they had said, yep, you know what? Only one cash instead of 300 caches per cashier. Imagine how awesome you'd make that one cash if you're only allowed to do one. Well, and to be fair, that's part of what went through my mind when I realized I only had one virtual that right. I could use. So I went, right. I'm going to make this the most amazing virtual that I can make that I could think of at the time. Uh, and I put a lot of effort into it for that very reason, because it was so rare to get it. But also, to be fair, if you have all of this amazing stuff, then the, the bar changes. Yeah, so right. when you get 100 light posts and then you get something that's a little uh, an ammo box the ammo box is a million times better than the light posts and then it just kind of keeps escalating you can have different levels of awesome caches and everybody can cash how they want to but you're right the when you get somebody who actually cares about what's going on and, yeah. and puts effort and that that to me is a win a, a huge uh, an asset to the geocaching community this is funny right. that, um so we got uh Happy Hodex is how many sock puppet accounts would there be? Well, yeah, because we would want to hide as caches. Now, yeah, I, I would say make right. it premium. Only premium get to do it, you know, which yeah, no, would be I'm good. not. I'm just joking about this. Don't send in the hate mail. <laughs> I'm not saying that non-premium members can't hide caches. And then, and this is, I don't know if they're joking or not. Rad Dad won 300, <laughs> who would hide 300 caches? 
I got um, a feeling I've got thousands of them. Yeah, they're probably joking about it. But if you're new to the game, you would think, how would you hide 300 cash? You can't maintain that. Well, a lot of people don't. But some people, some, some people, people do. do. That's what they do yeah. full time, right? That's their. Yeah, people that maintain hundreds of cash out there. Yeah, but it's just different, right? Everybody's different. But like, you don't you don't come across this kind of dedication very often. There's, you know, we could name we could sit here and name them all night long because we know about ones all around the world, but. Ones that you've actually been to each, there's not that many like that out there. Incredible. Yeah. yeah and just so oh, what was they were joking. They have almost 500. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Who yeah, would I did do too. That? Um, so what was it? Cause again, this is a five, five. It's a multi-stage cash. So what, what was it like? Like when you got to the middle of it, is there, well, let me put it this way. Was there a point when you felt like there's a light somewhere at the end of this tunnel? No. No. <laughs> okay, good. Just, That's good. I just That's knew I was, gonna, I didn't care how long the tunnel was. I was getting to the end. We were going. I, we were I going. spent two years <laughs> creating this experience, making this happen. Uh, I am going to get to the end. If it's midnight from the next day, we're going to get to the end some way or another. I, I that's awesome. That was my mentality. We truly we're, earned we're, the reputation, right? You, you you weren't let down at all after all that planning. No way. It was it was better than I even expected. It was, uh, it was amazing. Like I said, the cash owner made it cool on top of that. But just the, the stages were... Right things I'd never seen before. And I've done, for instance, every one of WV Tim's gadget caches, just right. to put in perspective. So I have not seen anything like some of the things that he created. Um, and they were incredibly done. And he just sat back, just kind of <laughs> watched us. Yep. And, and he, you could see the grin on his face. And I, I, I loved, um, oh it was actually almost, fun sometimes just watching him watch us yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, I we're struggling through this what are we supposed to do with this thing there's yeah. a little pressure there too though right because you know he knows the answer exactly you're, you're sitting there doing it under pressure like while you're being watched but he was super cool and and stayed off in the distance and like i i made it a point to make sure i was seeing like how he was re reacting to everything Right. Um, but he, he was, he stayed off a, a ways and was very, very cool the whole time. So how many people were you in, in your group? So that's one of the rules is you can only bring one person along with you. Like you, you have a key and, and a person to come with you. Okay. So you're only allowed to really have eight. Um, my son ended up going with us and then I brought another friend of mine from Ohio uh, who's one of probably one of the people in the chat room saying, right. we'll tell them about the tree. Um, uh, it, that's all you can really bring. And I wouldn't recommend bringing more than that anyway, just because of what you're going through and all the pieces that have to happen. So, okay. Do you, that makes do you sense. Have to have, that's how it was designed to be eight people. Yeah. One it's, it's two per key. Really? Is that, was that the way to look at it as a max? Yes. So four okay. minimum, eight max uh okay. that that's the way you would want to look at it yeah okay and now i'm assuming since the owner was there with you he has spare keys around right in case those go missing yes 
Okay. Yep. But the the idea though is to try to contact. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The other people who finished recently, or well, recently is a bad, not a good term for this, but <laughs> you get the idea because it's it's been out. Like you said, it's it's not found very often. Is when it came out, and it's yeah. only been found by 111 people. And considering it's eight at a time, that's not a lot. No. no. So really, you got to look what eight. It well, I assume it's eight every time. It could be four sometimes too, but. Yeah. It's got to be at least four, right? Uh, yeah, it has to be four. Yes. Yeah. So you're talking 25 times max is how many times it's been found. So I, w- I would guess that sounds about right. That's that's pretty cool. And he created like a Facebook page for everyone who's found it so that you can then talk about it, post pictures and things like that, that only we'll ever see. So like he he's very, very involved with the whole process from beginning to after. And uh, I don't have a cash like that. I. This is making me want to put out a cache like that. That's like got its own Facebook group, and you know that not that many people <laughs> find it, but it's a group. And you know, I'd go out yeah. every time with them. I've gone out with people on some of my hiking caches because they'll get a group together to do that. Um, but it's nothing special like this. It was just hiking in the mountains. You know, this is awesome. This is a whole different part of the game that people don't even really think about, right? Like being the owner side. If you're an own, if you're a cache owner, you know you like people to find your caches and logs, but. Have you ever had the experience where you're taking like this? Have you ever been this kind of owner? That's just a whole different level to get to. I've, I've had it a few times, but they are very, very few and far between. And it's and it's a love, a love of what you're doing. And you put it out because and you love seeing people enjoy it. That's part of it, too, I'm sure, for him. And uh, he's very, very proud of the work that he did. And he should be. He absolutely should be. And um he won't sit and brag on himself. He's very, very humble. Um, right. And, uh, but he feels the same way I do. Caches should be, you know, if you put out something awesome, then people need to find it and people need to uh, be able to experience it. It's, it's an experience. It's not just finding a cache. You're creating an experience that it, it sticks with you. I yeah. still can smell what it smelled like I, I feel i can bring myself back to that place yeah when i was doing this and that's what i love when i go out geocaching is finding those experiences that are bigger than just i found a tupperware in the woods or whatever right right that's extremely memorable i mean you don't you don't have that many experiences in your caching career that are like this to, to rival something like this yeah you want those but in CP590 brings up an interesting point, which is sounds like a great cash experience, but seems like a lot of work for very few to enjoy. It is a lot of work. And what I, my response, I'll get y'all's response, but my response would be, yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be enjoyed by everybody because it's an experience. It's a, a truly immersive, full experience, and not every cashier is interested in that which sadly we should all do us we all should do some of those in our not yeah. every cash should be like that but no i mean that more, would be overkill right that would be yeah people's cash counts over 10 years to be like 11 you know right. you, would, you would be finding tons right but I, that's like we talk about all the time something like this balances out like a power trail weekend Exactly. Or, you know, a puzzle that you work on for six months or, you know, 
that virtual that's at, you know, Mount Rushmore. You're only going to get that once. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a one and done kind of deal or whatever. Um, but it's, it's every one of these that you have balances out those, you know, that hundred that you find along a fence line that you just right. pop and go. Right. So, right. Yeah. You wouldn't want that. You know, if there was only one in your area like this and there was no other caches, you'd be done quick. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's good to have all these type of experiences, not just for everybody, but for even for us, like we cash year after year, we've done it for a decade now. And right. I want different things to do at different times. Exactly. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Um, we got to get on to the other cache, but let's wrap this one up. What, what was it like to finish the cache, Brian? And then whatever, what else, what, what else do you want to kind of wrap up on with Pandora's box before we move on to the next one? So just getting to the end, getting to the afternoon, you know, we'd been working the whole time. We hadn't eaten, you know, it was, we didn't bring food with us because we didn't <laughs> know that it would be right. quite this long. And, and, you know, other people have done it in shorter amounts of time. And um, we got to the end, um, had some difficulty with the final stage. I don't want to get into that because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, but you're sitting there going, I can't believe we're at the end and we can't finish. And we, we finally get into this thing and it was just one of those, uh, <laughs> the, the heavens have opened up, the, su the sun moment, comes right. down <laughs> and uh, then you finish it all and you go, ah, oh, crap, we got to walk back to the car. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we did, we, we walked back to the car and then we're like, we got to go somewhere to eat. We got to go somewhere to just uh, talk about this experience that we just went through. Um, right sat and, and you know talking to the cash owner on the way back about you know he was looking at us like i can't believe it took you that long to solve that stage and you know, <laughs> we're, hey. we're dealing with, with some of the ribbing and all that kind of stuff uh, my, my buddy king tut went along with us even though he had done it before right he came along too as, as just just to walk along oh, with the cash owner to right. watch us as we were going through the process because he loves the cash that much um and uh so we're all talking about, you know, their experience versus our experience. And, you know, you see some of this stuff and it was just, uh, and then like for me, this is the post cat. Yeah. Post caching celebration, uh, yeah. go out and enjoy. And then, um, for me also the, the big finale for me is writing the log because when somebody puts that much work into a cache, I want to put some kind of effort into the log. Oh, that yeah. I and so I, I, I take time and I'll, I'll take a few days before I write it. And a lot of times I'll do song parodies or uh, I'll come up with something silly to, to just talk about how amazing the experience was and let the cash owner know that no matter how much I may have complained, how many times I fell down, how many times I broke a tree, um, <laughs> all of the things that may have gone wrong, that this changed my life, literally yeah. changed life because i went through an experience that not very many people have gone through and that to me is super special to have an experience like that with people and, and you know these are people that um some of them were my friends some of them i'd met for the very first time and right. we're going through this amazing thing and i want to make sure that the cash owner knows about it and that people who read my log know this was not just tftc yeah, no, you wrote you wrote like an ode. You wrote like a 
you like you did like an epic poem like the you know the days of old you know you're like so everybody want to go should go read uh brian's uh log post because it's incredible it's in the show notes by the way i i, I cut and pasted the show notes because i wanted because it was it was it was epic and uh i wanted people to to read it so it will be in the show notes but also you can go check out the um, check out the page and uh, you wrote like a poem you know like a like one of those you know like the the days of war with the yeah, yeah. the ballad you know so that's awesome it was actually <laughs> if i remember right that was the parody of um uh right till i can't no more because that's all yes that that's time. it that's what it was. It was a parody of that song. Yeah, I'm gonna hike till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my that's funny. To box. I'm what's hike. What's fun about getting to do that's a log awesome. like that? It means you've done something special, right? Yes. If you're writing a special log like that, it's generally because unless you're just bored, it's generally because you found like a really awesome cache, and you know you don't you just don't come across those that often. I mean, there's cool caches and like there's some gadgets I found that are just mind blowing. Some of the gadgets, right? But that's not in the same ballpark as what we're talking about right now. Like a whole day experience with a group. Not right. that one's better than the other, right? Because everybody likes different stuff. But, I mean, there's some gadgets out there that are just crazy. You well, know, you I think, whatever. I think that they're better. But it's not like like the one guy said, it's not for everybody. And it's not right. something that everybody is going to appreciate or even be able to do. Yeah. You have to be physically capable to pull it off. Um, there's all kinds of pieces of every cache and that, that's why there's so many different kinds out there. And I, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't want there to be only one type of cache, even if it was this awesome. Right. I wouldn't want that to be the only thing because there's other stuff that, you know, that you want to yeah. do as well. So, but yeah, very deserving of a very good log, you know, and not everybody can write a song. I got that. You know, not everybody <laughs> has that talent, but, uh, right. or not write a decent one anyway, but, uh, right. But you do want to put some effort into it. And, you know, on something like this, I'm sure you were very careful what photos you put in there. If you put any photos in there, um, you don't want to spoil it for the next person. But uh, I'm sure you shared those on the Facebook group, though, the private Facebook group. Y'all can share whatever you want. We we actually shared with some of my buddies and I shared it with King Tut, who then shared it with all the North Carolina cashers as best he could. And like, yeah, we shared around a lot of pictures. Yeah, cool. We uh, it was a long time ago, but we had a similar experience where it was the, actually the very first five five I ever did. We, it was the build up like this, right? There was like a dozen of us, and it took twelve hours. It was all underground, but it, it was I think it was just as much fun to plan it like you did, like months coming up. We got a Facebook group together. We all talked about when we were going to meet and how we were going to do different things and what equipment to bring and you know the knee pads and the because there's water and everything else. That was almost as fun. It wasn't, but it was almost as fun as the day when we started the cache, which took us 12 hours too. But you don't get to build up to caches that often like this. And I think that that doubles the experience immediately. And then get to talk about, we did the same thing. We went, we did our post-caching meeting. We went to McDonald's and it was the best <laughs> McDonald's I'd had in my whole life. I was starving and I was soaked from head to toe with like, hopefully just rainwater. Right, um, but there was bugs and bites all over us and everything else. You know, we had knee pads on, elbow pads, and lights and stuff. And we're sitting in McDonald's, look like we've been coming out of a, you know, like we've been miners or something. And <laughs> we're just so happy eating fries and talking about it. And um, that that post caching celebration is, you don't, you know, you don't get to do that on a power trail generally. You might if it's like ET or something. You know, you get the end of the day, and I don't know, I've never done it, but um, it's different, right? But it's it's something not to be overlooked because you don't get those experiences that often. Yep. You, know, you want 
you want every geocacher out there to go through this. That makes sense. At least have one big epic adventure that you've done to really right. feel like you're you're getting the whole experience. Yeah, exactly. And that could be anything, right? Like you were in the swamp. Not everybody can go through the swamp. I get that. But there's there's epic adventures you can have for all levels, for people of all levels, right? Physical abilities and everything. You could do that around town. You know, we mentioned before the show, I never got to finish it, but we were working on one at a university. Anybody could physically have gone and done this. Now, it took us six months and it got archived before we finished it. So right. that sucks. But anybody could have gone and done it, but it was still would still be considered epic. Yeah. Everybody should do it at least once in their career. Something like this. Definitely. Uh, okay. Let's switch gears. We're going to talk a little bit about... Um, turn my down. Okay. Uh, there's a cache out in Oregon. It's also made the made the made my book the five hundred one geocache book, um, a very famous one. But I wanted to get your take on your experience, and uh, I'll put it in the show notes or it's in the show notes. I'll put it in the chat room and we'll bring it up here in this show. But it's got a funny name. It's called "You Can Have This Cash When You Pry It From." Dot dot dot. So, uh, oh, by the way, on the last cache, I, f- I didn't, f- I forgot to mention the, on the last cache, Brian, you're still the last person to have done that cache. That was April of last year. Yeah. And we're still, you know, I don't know. Getting- I don't, I've, I've, I kind of watched that cache page. And I haven't seen anybody even talking about, uh, well, I, I want to be next or whatever. So, right. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh. Hopefully somebody will want to do it. I mean, all the stages are there. Well, hopefully yeah. you were just. There's no log since April of 2021. Not even a note. Right? Not even a right note on not, it. Not, yeah. So there's a little lull, but I, I'm. I assume somebody will come along and 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 pick up the mantle again. But all right, we're switching gears. So this cash. Uh, tell us a little bit about how this cash came about in your. Uh, your knowledge of it and how the genesis of you preparing to do this cash in Oregon. So this one was um, my, I had a friend uh, actually it's the same friend who went and did Pandora's box with me. And uh, we had this trip planned to go out to the Pacific Midwest to get to Oregon and Washington to get, uh, you know, the original stash tribute to go and find some of the older caches that are in Oregon. Uh, and then um, we went and did a GCD uh, up on, right. on in uh, the Mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the ape cache, you know, we, we had this whole big trip planned out and those were what we had planned to do. And those are already pretty spectacular. Um, the, the, the trip, the, those were the plan. Right. And then, but we had some extra time. You know, we planned out when we were going to do those. We had, we, you know, this was a year and a half planning um, to get all this together, you know, partially because our trip got postponed. Right. But uh, then when we finally went, we had, we had had all this time to kind of plan it out and look at what we were going to do and when we were going to do what on what day. Uh, and we're, we're staying at a hotel room and we get there a little bit earlier than we kind of anticipated. And we're like, I wonder what's out there. We literally are in the hotel room looking around 
uh, pulling up favorite points, looking at Project GC, and uh, you know, sorting things out and looking what we can find. And I go, this name is really <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, but it was yeah. near the top, and I look at it, and it's this. It's got a high difficulty, high terrain. It's not like insane. So I'm, and I, I like doing crazy things. So. Um, Right. We just started, my buddy and I started talking about it and, uh, you know, it's, you know, six o'clock at night looks like it might be involved, but maybe it's not, we can't really tell like, right. Let's just go to the first stage and see what it's like. So, cause we're, we're reading the logs, we're reading the description. The description talks about this crazy old man who has his cash and he has an idea about where he's going to hide it. And uh, he goes, it's this whole story that they set up in the description. And I love yeah. that. They put in the time <laughs> just to set up that description that way. And right. so we're like, all right, let's 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 go. Let's give it a shot. So we head out to the first stage, and I am blown away by what they pulled off to get this first stage the way that it is. And I'm like, okay, we got to see the second stage now. And <laughs> So, you know, we, we had a long walk to get to the first stage. We walked back and we we're like, all right, this is over this thing and down this. And, oh, my, we're going through a tunnel. Well, how did that happen? And yeah. We're, we're getting through all this and and we get to the stage and it's like, well, the next stage is over. And we just kept following to see, yeah, we get dark, we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just keep having to drive for, to these other stages. We have no idea how long this is going to take. We have no idea. But at every stage, we're being surprised by something new. Something right. new is at this stage. Something new is at this stage. I'm like, that's really cool. And we're driving to one of the stages, and we pass by this wall of troll dolls. Right. And somebody is at the wall nailing a troll doll <laughs> to, this, to this wall. I'm like, what in the world are we looking at right now? What's going on? This has nothing to do with the cash. But we right. drive past, and it Still. turns out it's actually a pretty famous place, the, the troll wall um, oh, wow. in, in this area. You can look it up online, and we find out that there's a whole story behind it. But we're going here, and we're stopping here, and we get to this and this and this, and we get to the end. And uh, it's getting dark, but it's still light. It's still light enough. It's overcast, right. and it's still light enough that we're not using flashlights, really. Um, okay. And we we get up to this. It's an amazing view. We'll right. start the, the finale is at this amazing view, looking out over these mountains. Um, I'm blown away just by the view. And then we kind of right. go back into the to the wooded area a bit, and we come around to the finale, and I'm like you will not believe what <laughs> this finale is. And it's incredible. Uh, I look at my buddy and we're like, I can't believe that they put this out here. Right. I don't know how they did this. This is, and, and why it's staying, how, how they aren't, this isn't getting muggled and destroyed. And <laughs> it's just in, it is in a, such a remote place that right. apparently people don't go out there. And it was, mind-blowing like all of the stages leading up to it and it followed a story that was right. one of my favorite parts is it's still this guy going from place to place 
hiding his cash, hiding, hiding his cash that you he doesn't want the government to get at it. And so you right, right. it from my and uh, pride you know, from my cold dead hands. Yeah, and, and so um that plays into this whole cache, the entire thing from beginning to end is following this theme of you ain't going to come after my cash because you ain't going to be able to get to it from all the things that I'm putting you through. Um, it's so awesome. And we oh just, like, like I said, just totally on a whim last second, no planning involved in this case, <laughs> but we're going for it. Happened to prop up on it and went, we're going to go give this thing a shot. And we, <laughs> we got back and I'm like, man, something smells. And it was my shoes from being in the tunnel and so we oh, had to no. go some, some quarters to clean things <laughs> in the right. in the the hotel laundromat, and uh, right. <laughs> late late at night because we there was a little bit of a drive back and everything, and we we went and celebrated after that one. Found a wow. found a dive bar to go to go hang out right. and talk about what in the world we just saw. What was so that? what so I and I'm trying to talk around spoilers, obviously, right? So yeah. What makes this, and you kind of alluded to one of the things that I think, but what makes this an epic cash for you? What what was the elements that really made this good? And, and I'll ask you a question about it in a minute, but I think you've already kind of alluded to one of them. What So what makes this on that list of epic caches for you? To me, it's anything that um, it's got some kind of surprise elements, something that you've never seen before, something that or something that's really, really rare. And you put it together in a special way. To me, it's the story. It is the full, like I said, from beginning to end, the experience. You are a part of an, a story. You are tossed into this story from the beginning, which is the description of the cash page. And you follow this story all the way through to the end. And then for me, like I said, for me, I like finishing it up. Like, now here's my piece of the story. And that's my log is I don't need to tell any spoilers to tell my piece, part of the story and add to what this cash owner already created, which was an amazing, amazing experience. See, that's, that's, and that's what I was going to ask you about. If that was the kind of the piece, it sounds like we, we harp on this a lot on the show, obviously, but one of the ne often neglected elements of a cash sometimes is the cash page. You can really build up the excitement of the experience but like this guy did, he told a story and there's a story to get you started already before you even start the cash. And I think that's one of the elements that people miss a lot, but that's what can really take it from a great cash to like an epic cash. It puts it on that list, right? You, you've really pushed it that much further besides the nice locations, which are, which are great. We can't talk about what they are, but you do that. And then you add a story weaving it together. I think that's what takes, that's what, that's why we're talking about these caches on a whole show is because, they've brought it into that epic level using elements like that. And for me, that that kind of stuff can be done on many different levels. Um, Cause you can create a story. One of the, one of the cool, coolest caches I've done um, in Michigan was uh, a one called the warning. And there was a whole group of, it, it, it was so popular, just the cash page that people were, referencing it on on all kinds of social media everywhere saying yeah oh my gosh check out the warning and uh just the cash page itself um right. is I, I, I you could read the cash page it's written by a serial killer i love it 
if you read <laughs> through the whole thing, it's a serial right. killer talking about how some some idiot who is out doing this thing called geocaching, if that's even a word, and uh, he stumbled upon my my special place where I go to talk to mother. Oh, we've we've either talked about this and we've heard about this one before. We've talked to somebody right. about this cache before. And my whole point <laughs> is, you can set up something like that, and, it, and I'm glad that the cache was awesome. On top of right. it, it wasn't anything like a Pandora's box, and it wasn't as cool as you can pry it from my coat. You know that it wasn't as cool as that, but it still set Memorable. you up for right. an experience, a feeling. Yeah, like, right. You're not just walking through the woods. You are walking to mother's place. Well, um, yeah, there's there's more than this cache, too. And, I, you know, we don't want to stay on this one all night long. But the uh, if you go to the cache page, it's a 2009 cache. This one we're talking about right now um, yeah. the, with the big, long title. Right. You can have this cache when you pry it. From. Pry it. Um, pry it from, yeah. But uh, it's only it's been out since 2009. Only 115 people have ever found it, which is not a lot considering it's been out for a long time. Right. Um. And there's about 100 favorite points on it. So that's a very high percentage of people that have found it. But exactly. one of the really interesting elements that you know the owner is involved in this is when you pull up the cash page, it's got a list of everybody that ties into the story. But it's got a list of everybody that actually has found it, which I know the list is down there for who's found it. But it shows that he's staying, he or she, whoever it is, is staying yeah. up to speed on this it, cash. He's watching yeah. it. He's he's liking exactly. it. There's 27 pe 115 people have found it. There's 27 people still watching it. That's right. a well, lot, it, considering you know that it's interesting like that. If you go to my profile page, they gave me a little badge to put on my profile page to say that I love I, that. That's just one more piece of this, and I thought that was a really cool uh, thing. I wrote up my log, my big long log. They said, "Man, I really loved your your log. I loved all this about it. Here's something to put on your profile page to, and it, it promotes the that's cash. Very cool. To see it, and uh, it's. I thought it was a nice little touch. And you'll never forget that cash. Nope. There's no way, especially even without the digital souvenir, but with that digital souvenir, you know, and which is just like, like HQ does theirs and everything else. It didn't go on that page, but I've seen that more overseas than I've seen here on cash yeah. series or whatever, but I love that idea. And not everybody can come up with that. I got that because everybody has different skills. Right. But I just think that's one of the coolest things. And you'll, you're cementing that cash in your geocaching history forever after that. You'll never forget that one. Incredible. It is the number one uh, most popular in Oregon. And we talked about, I think we talked about, or we, we at least talked about prior to the show, which is one of the things that we recommend that you do if you're going to a location is get on Project GC, pull up the state, and go into Wilson, the Wilson algorithm in Project GC, and look up the caches for a location, and you'll find that basically Wilson is a most popular sort of uh, algorithm. So for that will really help you if, other than just looking at favorite points, because favorite points tells you part of the story. Reason I like it, I like Wilson, you know, and Brian likes Wilson is that there's another part to that, which is not just people giving favorite points because. Fair points are good, but they could be That's a little a whole misleading. whole show in itself, yeah. Yeah, it could be a little misleading because, um, you know, so, again, but, most popular 
Uh, I won't push my book too hard, but you can get more information about Wilson in my book. Go find, go get the book. And, and just it. for just for fun, I looked at that one, the one we're talking yep. about now. Yep. Out of the eligible people that could favorite that one, what do you think the percentage is of people that favored it? I actually know, which is part of why we went and did this. So I'm okay. okay. So not you, Gary. You guess. Oh gosh, I, I, it's got to be really high because again, it's the number one. I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't. So yeah, 90, 90 something maybe. One hundred percent. Is it one hundred? Wow. One hundred percent of people that have been that are eligible to favorite it have favored it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That you is. You don't impressive. see that very often. No, that is incredible. I mean, so. that speaks to it right there, right? Like, um, the uh, the virtual that we have, like we made, you know, just like you said earlier, we get one virtual and we kind of used the one that I got for the geocache talk and we put the put the plaque, plaque at Mingo and yeah, which is that one great, has four hundred something favorite points, but it's yep. only like twenty five percent of people that are eligible. There's a huge difference in that and a hundred, but it's a hundred percent. That's a yeah. big difference. That 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 weights that a lot differently, right? Yeah. Incredible. So that's it's I mean, we could talk about favorite points in a whole show and we have, but um <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. hundred percent. That's that puts a stamp on that one right there, <laughs> sure. It does. That's why we went and did it, and that's why I made sure I added my favorite after it was done. Well, I mean, how do you not, right? As epic as it is, and then not only after that, they sent you a digital souvenir, and you're not going to favorite that cash. Who, what, where are what you cashing of, that that doesn't yeah. rank in your favorites? I don't get it. What kind of people are these that would not favor something like? Yeah, be like, that's eh, all right. That's just an okay cash. Yeah, yeah. I do that every yeah. day. <laughs> people oh, do gosh. not do this every day. They I can tell you that right now tell you right now no and i mean the odds of that too like like uh cash the line just said in the chat room people don't even even on awesome caches sometimes people don't do it right some people yeah. just don't award favorites they just don't care some people they don't, don't care play about the game that way and right that's their choice so when you right. have a cache that has 115 whatever 100 favorites or whatever it is and 100 yep. percent of people have done it that's that's saying something yeah that's incredible which, well, I wonder well, if it that, tells you. Good. That's part of what I was gonna what I was gonna bring up about the warning and some other stuff is there are lots of things that make a cache memorable. There right. is the storyline. There's the cache write up. There is did the the story match up with the cache write up? Um, was there something unique that you've never seen before? Did it cause you to go out of your element and? Um, push you out of your comfort zone in a positive way. Like for me, that's tree climbing or crawling through tunnels or um, climbing up, a, like climbing up GCD. That was an amazing experience. Was uh, then the view where you ended up. There are so many things that can lead to somebody saying, this is one of the favorite things I've ever done. But when right. you put multiple elements of that together, mm, together, right. When you get that, really special i can't believe i just did what i just did feeling and that's when you do that it just it it really does put everything together and it makes you wonder sometimes why people miss some of those elements you know the uh the one and i'll i'm not bagging on anything right but one of my favorite cash types obviously is challenges but quite often you'll you'll work on a challenge for like six months and then the final is like a pill bottle and you're like, right. seriously, I've been I've been dreaming about finishing this challenge for six <laughs> months and you threw a pill bottle under a bush. At least do something that's a little cooler than that, you know. 
because some challenge, some challenges you're already qualified for when you show up. That's fine. Yeah. But there's some that unless you're just a weirdo, you're not going to be qualified for every challenge because there's weird stuff out there. And right. you'll go and you'll work on it forever. And then you get to the end and you're like, this is very anticlimactic. This is not, <laughs> I mean, and you know, something that would, Let's sometimes know. I'll do a favorite point anyway, just because the fun of the challenge, but I'm like, oh, you could have pushed this just a little themed, even put the theme little, yeah. bottle if you're going to do it. You're like, theme it. On the yeah. Or something. But, uh, you know, a little fizzy sticker something. or something and you would be super happy about it. But I think challenges is one of those that where you have such a great build up and then a lot of times the final is is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I will speak to the other side of that. Not not to disagree with you, because I actually agree with you. But I also have been on the side where I'm like, there's only going to be two people that find this a year, maybe. Yeah. And I, I don't want to to blow blow my shot at a lot of people seeing this amazing view for instance right or or finding this awesome container that i put together or all of these pieces together so i i run into that battle myself when i'm putting together a difficult puzzle or um i have a puzzle that takes people days to solve and uh it, i'll just be honest it takes you to a nice place but it's not it definitely doesn't live up to what you did in the puzzle uh, the same thing with Mother of All Puzzles. It takes you to a final that's like, and and I've seen people write logs that say, it took me months to solve this puzzle, and then it's just a, a, a container off in the corner. And the whole point of the puzzle was the puzzle, not the container at the end. But I, I get your point, though. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes if there's something you can do to make it, a, a you know, a final stamp instead of an anticlimactic moment. Uh, it, it's tough though when yeah. you don't want to waste those. It, it feels right. like yeah, no, that is true. I know, and that's the thing. There's there's different ways to look at all this. Um, I I had one recently that that really takes your point. I had a cool challenge that I, I had to fight to get the challenge published, and it was uh, find a uh, or attend an event every day of the month, not all in one month. You know, just over the years in the right, right. January every day of it. Um. And it had an ammo can that was painted up and I got a buddy to 3D print like the, you know, the question mark sign on it. And it was painted and all that other stuff. And it got stolen. So oh. Oh. <laughs> at the same time, I kind of, I'm like, ah, but that was one of those things, you know, people found it. And they were like, oh, cool container. Cause it was blue. Just like, you know, it was themed like the, like the challenge, the, the icon or right. whatever. But then it goes right. missing. And you're like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going through all that effort again. So now it's like a crappy, I just archived that one, but I was like, I'm not going to do that again. So it's going to end up being a dang pill bottle or something too. So I get that. Karen mentioned that too. You know, you put out a good container and somebody steals it and you're like, I can't bring my heart. To do yeah. That you're bummed. It is, actually, it is right. That's, that's always part of the game. Yeah. I had a, I had a cash that I put out that I put a lot of work. In. I talked about it before the show, but the, the, the point is when I got to the end, people had stolen pieces of it four different times. Uh, and I had to rebuild it, which involved finding computer chips and then cutting them out in, in, into a jigsaw puzzle. And I had to redo oh that four different times. And I just said, you know what? This is only found once every two years. Enough. It's just not worth it anymore. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. I mean, that's you. You've got to really do it for the love of it. Yeah. Or you'll pull your hair out all the time. You, you know, you have to know that that's as soon as it's out there, just like a trackable. If you send a trackable out, just know that it may make it to one location, possibly. Bye -bye. Or be going for 10 years. Who knows? But it's you you've thrown know. it away into the, the cosmos at that point. You never know.
Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's end on some. Let's on end on maybe more of a a little bit more of a positive note, not a downer note. So no, we're positive. Uh, trackables go missing. <laughs> you're positive we're- that they're going to go missing. That's right. I agree with you. Uh, all right. So let's wrap up. Um, uh, we'll go around the room and kind of give final thoughts. Uh, I'll start and I'll go, I'll go around to Jesse. We'll, we'll wrap up with our guest. Um, so harking back to the CP 590, it made me think about, and I, I know he meant it. He didn't mean it in a derogatory way. He meant it more as a discussion point, And that is, you know, you make these great, incredible, epic caches and then nobody finds them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess as we talked about and something that I really appreciate is that there are these kind of caches that are out there. And I encourage people to go create one. You don't need to create a whole lot of these but if you have the elements that you think will come together, and that's the key is not every location in the world has the elements that would lead to something like that. But I think most places can lead to a location like that. They don't have to be exactly the same. They don't need a swamp or they don't need a mountain or anything like that. But I think that we too often will get, we'll get to a point with a cache and we're like, okay, that's good enough. Let me, let me log it. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me put it in the, you know, post it, get it published and be done. Whereas I think if we really stretch ourselves and really try to do not only a great location, but let's add a great story to that location. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, make it a cool, cool container or some cool kind of final, twist like you're talking about again it's a lot of work maybe hide it in such a way like maybe the one that's in in oregon where it's really out of the way maybe so maybe take a little extra time to figure out a way to camouflage it even better so that it might stick around a long time Um, so that's my thought is let's all try to create an epic cache this year at least just one so, all right. Yeah, I want to just... piggyback on what Gary said and, and everything you said, I 100% agree with. And then I'm going to add on to that. So, I, I think everybody should have, whether it's this year or not, have one cache in your collection that you're just the most proud of, right? Like you put all the elements in there. And now, if you live in the mountains or you live in the swamps, that's great because you have an easy location, not easy, but I mean, you have an obvious location you can do it. But if you live in the middle of the city, you can still do the same thing. And I think you talked about it earlier on the show, but, um, and we've talked about it before. I, I did a uh, reverse city. Uh, at, it wasn't even geocaching related. It was like a escape room in a city and down in Hawaii. Right. And right. Uh, there was no elements on that that you anybody couldn't put together, right? You're looking uh-huh. at buildings, you're solving puzzles based on buildings that are there and stuff that's on the ground and art that's in the city. But it was all those elements together that anybody could have done. I mean, there was no special abilities that you needed or anything like that, but you could spend half a day doing something like that. And it could be your crowning achievement of your geo, you know, of your collection. And I think everybody should have, now some people can do more, right? Some people, WB Tim's got tons out there. You know, know, people have two or three, we, we mentioned today, two or three about one guy that are 
top in the state, but but have one cache that's like your most crowning achievement. And I, right. I think people and and just to be able to watch the logs that come in, the experiences come in, I think that would change a lot of people's opinions of being cash owners. A lot of people shy away from it because things yeah. are going to get broken. They're going to get stolen. Things like that are going to happen. Area is going to change, you know, whatever management may change. You have to move the cash. Things like that are going to happen. But I think that's when you see how much it's worth it is when you have that epic cash that you own that people talk about. And you don't have to spend a thousand dollars doing it. You can do it with right. no money. I mean, um, sure. so anybody can do it, but do that one where that just like, you know, you may show up at an event and people are talking about your cash. They don't even know it's your cash. How cool is that experience, right? That's yeah. awesome. So I think everybody should strive for that. Really, hide as many caches as you want, but strive for that one that you're really just super proud of. And yeah. you're going to change. If, if several people in your area did that, you just up the game in geocaching in your area. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, I'll Brian, turn it over. Brian, over ahead. to you. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of a lot of things you said. I think the, the main point is it's a labor of love. It is absolutely, you have to love it enough to uh, care about, and I'll jump back to my Rose Bowl experience being in California and looking around and seeing the mountaintops around us, the mountains all around us in this, uh, in the Pasadena, LA area. Um, and I said, how can you live here? And like, we're marching on a marching band field and we're looking at these mountains off in the distance. I'm like, how can you have this as your backdrop? And Marjorie, but these people just, that becomes their norm. This is just the way it is. And if you can find that in your area, wherever you live, there's something special where you live. Um, and you want people to find out about it, but it's something that you may have just, you, you just look over now because you've seen it every day. You see it every day. It just becomes a part of your life. And I think if you can find that play, those places Find those ideas that you care about. I created yeah. a cache that was a puzzle that was about the Cubs in the World Series because that was that's a big love of mine. Right. Um, and, and it wasn't a lot of hard work. It's just I put my love into this cache. And uh, that's what I, I search out. I specifically look for amazing caches all over the U.S. And I create vacations around those caches. When I go to this area, I'm going to do this cache because I saw that it was amazing. I'm really looking forward to getting your book, Gary, so that I can yeah. uh, even have a, another place to look for things like that. And so I can tell you, I've done a lot of really fantastic experiences that I could talk about all night long if we wanted to. But <laughs> yeah, it's all we'll about it cache owners caring. It's yeah. all about loving what you're doing. And I know that as a cash yeah. owner who's tried to create those amazing, amazing moments, some of them fall, some of them fall flat. And yeah. then you get one, like the one that you guys mentioned about mine earlier, the Grove city remembers. Yeah. People love it and love what happened with it. And I am, I am blown away by that. And I, I love it. Awesome, Brian. Thank you so much. Yeah. We will do this again because there are, uh, you know, we've all had experiences that I think are great to share. So yes, we'd love to have, have you back and let's do this again at some mm -hmm. point because, um, it, it's worthwhile to do because I think the thing I want to remind, uh, or mention is that there's people out there that haven't done 
memorable caches. I we've all run mm-hmm. probably run across people, and you're like, "What's your favorite cache?" And they're like, "I don't know. I haven't really." I mean, you're like, "Oh my gosh, you got to have at least one, right?" Nope, haven't done it yet. It's like, "Oh, we got to get you out. We got to get you out into the world. We need to get you finding some memorable caches because." that will change your life. It'll change the way that you look at things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the key. So, uh, again, Brian, thank you so much for being on and we will do this again. Great. All right. right. Well, thanks everybody. We'll see, uh, Tuesday night gadget talk now on every Tuesday night. And next week we've got a great puzzle talk show coming, uh, for Sunday. So, uh, thanks. Thank you to everybody who uh, came along for our, our little show tonight and uh, we'll see you on the next one. If I can find the outro and here we go. On, <laughs> Good night, <Derek>. everybody. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.